So far, we have got now a new logo <laughs> for this, <laughs> where I'm driving the car. Oh yep. And um, I want to give a big shout out to Lindsay Luther. Thank you for doing that amazing Photoshop. I just figured someone would go to paint if anybody still had paint on their computers anymore and would just cut up our faces and put them right. smack dab over. And she actually like blended it out our face with our necks, which is just crazy. Um, so shout out to Lindsay. Thank you. <laughs> Lindsay, you are a goddess. I was so excited. I screamed when I saw it. That was so nice. And I will now finally live my actualized life as a moose. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I watched the last episode actually this morning before... <laughs> Before I talk to you uh, on uh, season one, so officially season one is wrapped up and it ended, it ended bad, like really bad. (laughs) In the words of Dave Matthews, crash. (laughs) Crash into me. Crash Crash into me. I really felt like, too, I was just kind of watching it, and, you know, it was like a very subdued morning, and I'm just, like, sitting there by myself, and I (laughs) saw that car crash, and I went, oh, 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 never mind. Like, I guess we're on a cliffhanger here. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's my thing, is it's not how you expect a... uh... A show about supernatural things to end. <laughs> Very mundane, but also violent. No. Car crash. What if they didn't get a season renewal? That would have been hilarious. If- yeah. What an ending. So, all right. The big idea, I feel like, with the second half of the season is... Um, more so focused on we start to get we get into demons a little bit more and (laughs) and we're still having our like monster of the week kind of deal but also now we're tied into meg masters who's this demoness demoness demon i feel like demon just makes more sense right i don't feel like we need to gender it but semi big baddie to the real big baddie who we now meet the yellow eyed demon and he's kind of the 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 big big baddie so far as we know the one that killed Sam and Dean's mom and uh yeah and now they've found this weapon this ultimate weapon that the cult that uh is supposedly able to kill anything how convenient and that's kind of that's the big idea we finally get some sort of bigger meaning to uh what's going on besides the monster of the week Yes, we get a through line. I feel like in the second season, we get to see more dramatic chops from Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki. Not that they weren't dramatic before, but we really get to see the bread and butter of why this series lasted as long as it has. And that's because they're just awesome at (laughs) conveying emotion. Yeah, no, they really are. And... um... Sorry, I'm trying not to, like, get ahead of us already, but you know me, I will, because that's how my brain works. But, yeah, no, we do, we get to see some good stuff, but in the second season... See, I, I really have no idea what's coming up, like, right now, because my 
my line is so jarred with what I think happens. Like, I did not see that car crash coming. I, I like, was like, I don't remember this at all. <laughs> no? No, I really didn't. I was like, <laughs> but I knew I couldn't be like, are they going to live? Definitely <laughs> not coming back from this one. Yeah. I got to say, uh, not having the music, now realizing from our last discussion, uh, not having the music and now knowing that it's purposefully not there is a big hindrance to it, it. It kind of ruins, it breaks the suspension a little bit. You're just like, oh, this isn't as serious as I thought because it's not a serious song. <laughs> can we, can we start with soundtrack? Is that wrong? But no. We, so I actually, I found a uh, website that compares what was on the original season to what Netflix now plays. Oh my gosh. So like um, in Faith, which we are about to talk about, so I'm in this season, where we once had Don't Fear the Reaper, we now have Death Riders, Death in the Valley. Yeah. Which, cool. <laughs> um, great. Uh, the, the Bad Company song, She Brings Me Love, is now... Paradise by Sheriff Sharif. So uh, the Bob Seger system then turns into Firestick and the Peasants in a Nightmare. Uh, in the Benders, we had Joe Walsh's Rocky Mountain Way and George Gershwin's Sweet and Lowdown, uh, which then turns into Jim Moncor, but George Gershwin stayed. George Gershwin made it. They paid for him for a while. Ozzy Osbourne is later in this season. I don't remember where. But they don't have him anymore. But yeah, it's just this website that compares what was once so beautiful. And then, you know, I'm sorry. I just learned that Carry On Wayward Son is not on Netflix. Nope. No, it's not. And it is a calling by big hindrance. Uh, So so break it down for me. So what is it again? So they are. So is it because Netflix is not willing to pay for the rights or is it because they've run out? They've run out. The show has been going for so long that when they bought the rights to use these songs, you basically lease them for a while. They're not being upped. They're not being, uh, what is that word when you renew something? Renewed. Yeah. <laughs> so my question is, though, if, if someone were to be watching these on cable, that wouldn't be a problem because they're already filmed? I don't know. I'm curious. I don't. I haven't watched cable in so long. I'm like... I wonder if they still use the songs or if they've also changed them. Cable still plays the songs. Okay. Like if you go on and you watch Supernatural on the CW, it still has the, yeah. you know, quintessential carry on Wayward Son. Well, I got to tell you, they, they should renew on this because it will affect the longevity of this series because I feel I never realized how crucial the soundtrack is uh until i started watching re-watching this and i was like because when you when you have an episode when you have a moment like faith which honestly was enduring for me when i was thinking of the series as a whole and episodes that really stuck with my head is this preacher who's like you know kind of ma- making people believe that he's this like holy man and that he can heal people and then you've at the same time got this reaper that he's basically got on a chain you know is killing other people 
and hearing Blue Oyster Cult Don't Fear the Reaper, it was just so perfect. It was like a mini music video. And to not have that and to hear some sort of like not that basically not fitting song, I almost feel like they just kind of closed their eyes and like kind of moved their finger around was like, there we go. That sounds close enough. Right. It really takes you out of the moment. And you're kind of like, this is goofy. Like, honestly, I had moments like that where I was like, this is goofy. Well, and it and it would remain goofy. If you like, even if you didn't know that it once was "Don't Fear the Reaper," when I heard it, of course I knew I had the prerequisite. I was like, "Oh, here comes Blue Oyster Cult." Right. And Blue Oyster Cult didn't come. But from an outside perspective, it's just not a bop. Whatever is played, I forget what it's called, <laughs> right. but it didn't resonate with me. Yeah, yeah. That's Rider. Sorry, guys. You so- I know. Poor Death Riders. They worked on that so hard, and it's just like, oh, yeah. It just it it. It really does hinder the moment for sure. But going back to what I said earlier, the acting between, you know, the the characters is so believable. And I also got to give a shout out to, uh, I don't know how to say her last name, Nikki Acox, the, the woman that plays Meg. She's really good. Like, honestly, like she's the perfect introduction to villains in this whole series because she acts a lot with her eyes. And I really, really appreciate that. Yeah, she, um, so she and Jared Padalecki did that Cry Wolf film together as well. I didn't know that. Yes, that's correct. It is Cry Wolf. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. Don't watch it. Yeah. Um, but they had, you know, that rapport together and they act very well together. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, they had a little the, in this series in this in the second half of the first season, their sexual tension definitely like go ramps up and, uh, now we, but knowing what I know now, I'm like, oh yeah, Sam's kind of into demons. <laughs> where, where I saw where she was like, you're still attracted to me when she's like, um, in, I think it's in the shadow episode, yeah, where she's got them like, yeah. hostage, and before before they bust yeah, her out a window, <laughs> she's like, you're into me, and I was like, yeah. So it kind of leads me to believe, you know, and I'm curious to know with this what your thoughts are on, but I noticed in the second part of this episode, now knowing that later on there would be this greater demon angel scheme going on with Michael and with Lucifer and stuff like that. And obviously we're starting to get a little bit of the the sense of the two, the two, you know, the Winchester brothers that that Dean is the dutiful son and that uh, Sam is kind of like drawn a little bit more to, to darkness. Um, do you think that they already had that pre-planned, that that was what was going to happen, or do you think it was one of those things that just kind of fit? I think it's one of those things that just kind of fit. It was probably one writer that was writing up until the end of season two, yeah. and then they were like, wait, a uh, gosh darn me. <laughs> right. Two because brothers. Where it, it does sound like, you know, this one's leave, this one's leave, this. It's kind of the exact opposite when they start, except for, you know, because Sam is the goody two-shoes who went to college, and now he's into different women. And there's Dean <laughs> who's into, you know, everything that a demon would be into, but soft women. Well, the thing well, of it— they're very strong women, but still. The thing of it is, is that I did notice a, the big takeaway I got from this second part of the first season— is the shift in dynamics that seemed to happen. And I didn't really fully recognize until probably around 
I would say probably around Dead Man's Blood, where they are, uh, you know, reunited with their father, and he's kind of after these vampires. He shows up out of the blue again, and he's like, "Hey, man, he's doing his like little drill sergeant routine, like no questions asked. We're going after these vampires." Dean was kind of like, "Yeah, okay." absolutely dad i'm not going to question it and sam's like you know what the hell you can't just like show up out of nowhere and be like all right do put yourself in danger but don't but also do are you saying right now so confidently so controversially and so bravely that dean winchester might have daddy issues They both do <laughs> in, in a big way. <laughs> That's... I argue in two completely different ways, though. Okay, go ahead. Go with go with your argument. Dean is just, you know, he's there because Dad is there for him and raised him. Sam Winterhilver is like, um, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. I don't like you much. I love you because you're my father, but I don't like you. Yes. And... Yeah. What we thought was initially Dean taking more after his dad, being more militant about this supernatural hunting, it kind of flips. And uh, it come to find out that Sam becomes super obsessed with finding the yellow-eyed demon, no matter the cost, no matter who gets killed, you know. And, uh, and Dean's kind of the one that's like, whoa, back off. Like, we, you know... <laughs> We have to all stay together. Like, I don't really care if this demon lives or not. Dean actually switches at the end and is kind of like, I don't really care if this demon keeps on living, but I'm not going to I'm not going to shoot my dad and lose another parent over this. We also learned that uh, throughout their lives, Sam has been following the rules much more diligently than Dean has. Yeah. Um, in, In Route 666. What? Wait, how in Route 666? Because I actually thought of another instance where that was. Oh, I love this. Let's work together. Um, so in Route 666, um, they go and they meet uh, Cassie. Is that his girlfriend's name? Yeah, Cassie. His ex-girlfriend? Yeah, Cassie. So they go and meet Cassie. And Sam finds out that after not telling Jessica a gosh darn thing that then ultimately led to her death, Nina had you know, some romance with this woman right. and told her about everything. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. And we should talk a little bit about Route 666, too, because, you know, I know I would I would argue it's one of the strongest episodes of the of the second half of the season. The The whole premise is Dean's first love, Cassie, is an African-American girl who asks him to come to Mississippi to investigate a string of racially motivated murders. Each murder is linked to a mysterious truck that seems to have no driver and leave no tracks. I am reading this, by the way, verbatim from Supernatural Wiki fandom, (laughs) which I love when they give you those little blurbs. And Sam is stunned to see this new side of his brother as Dean struggles to come to grips with the residual feelings he has for Cassie. Racist truck. It's not that the truck, obviously, itself was mo- monstrous or scary. It's obviously the idea behind it of who's in the truck um, and uh, and obviously the issue with racism that is addressed in this episode. I just remember watching this and being like, wow, good for them for having this episode. Like, it's kind of more fitting than ever, you know. I watched this episode probably back in 2009 for the first time. Uh-huh. Um, 
And I remember it being very exciting to see, and this, listen, basically you're like your male ingenue of a TV show, your hot white man with an African-American woman. Yeah, and, and I was like, it's weird because that was weird then. Yeah, representation, uh, just even like whew, 14 years ago, yikes, uh, was not even what it is now. So, yeah. 2009, that was a thing. That's when I watched it. 2009, we're talking about racially, just no, just racist trucks and racist men uh, in this small town. And it's just so funny that it does resonate so loudly in 2020 as well. It's like... Nothing's changed, but the writers of this show a few times. Oof, that just made me so sad. But uh, I got to speak to the other, another really strong episode that I found, because uh, I, I would say, for me personally, that scared me the most to watch was The Benders. Correct. <laughs> so you and I agree on this one, too. <laughs> I think it goes along with what we were just saying is that humans aren't the scariest monsters they really are when when they are in uh come to find out when sam and dean they get you know they see an abduction happen and they're like always assuming throughout this point we're in episode what 15 at this point we're like oh it's probably a wendigo or it's probably a ghost and it's like nope it's just a bunch of crazy people (laughs) that are are torturing people for fun and you can actually see the fear in dean's eyes when he is trying to um help sam escape he's like this is not our normal you know patterns they have certain patterns with monsters humans are just completely unpredictable and like in a weird way they felt more vulnerable to to see them up against just like crazy people yeah because you can't predict people horrifying especially um when he's like sneaking around the house and no one no one in this world likes a little girl don't like it but yeah no it's it's horrifying because it's just Though I will say that with demons in this one, um, we start to learn a little bit of the Winchester, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Like staples with salt and with, you know, iron and uh, we... Yeah, right, exactly. And uh, that's how everybody was introduced to witchcraft. No. Uh, (laughs) It was through Supernatural. With certain demons, like... Obviously, Meg takes a little bit more finessing to kind of get her to, you know, calm down. Basically, they end up having to um, trap her in a, I don't know what you would call it. It's that symbol. It's that big symbol. It's called a devil's trap. Oh, well, that's fitting. Yeah, on the ceiling. And um, yep, they... That episode really struck me, too, where they had to uh, basically exercise a demon. Which is, like, it. there's so much of that. I, I genuinely miss Devil's Traps when they were hidden on ceilings and under carpets, and they do this a lot. And, like, your classic exorcism, which obviously Sam can do because he went to college. Dean can do it, too. But Latin's hard, and you should never read it out loud, kids. Um <laughs> But, yeah, it it was, like, this fundamental, like, the salt and the burn, the salt circle, the devil's traps, the exorcism, when things were simple and beautiful. Yeah, it was very simple to follow, and I appreciated this, is that I was like, 
okay, I know exactly what's going on. I know the motive. I know what's happening. When we're trying to exercise Meg or whatever, Dean is trying to get the information about where their father is at. She is not budging. She's not going to give out anything. He hits her. And Bobby, who, by the way, gets introduced into this. I do say Bobby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jim Jim Beaver as Bobby Singer. Uh, he he basically tells him, like, hey, man, don't be hitting her because, like, that's a real human body. He's like, are you guys, like, not aware that this is a demon inside a human body? Like, if you hit her, you know, sh- sh- she'll feel it. And Dean doesn't care. Well, like, the, here's... Okay, so I'm curious to know your thoughts in this moment. So... She gives them the information that they need. And then he Dean is like, all right, keep on exercising her. And Bobby is like, no, don't do that because you just told me she fell out a window. Uh, that body is going to die. And Sam is kind of hesitant. He's like, I don't know, man. I don't want to kill her. Uh, and Dean's like, screw it. Like, she's a human. Like... Put her out of her misery kind of deal. What did you feel in that moment? Like that was the right course of action. I remember this very vividly because it is a huge moral dilemma. But you know me. I make decisions quickly. Um, Yeah. So I instantly was like, well, she's got to go. Like no one would want that. That's a parasite. This girl knows she's dead. She's living in absolute fear, trapped inside of her own body. She has fallen from a window. She's, I mean, she's dead. Just let it burn. (laughs) Gotta let it burn. Yeah, I felt the same way. Gotta go. I felt myself verbalizing, like actually watching it, being like, what are you guys talking about? Like, (laughs) just kill the spare no um i was like like, i was like she's what are you gonna just leave her around with a demon in her body like no screw that but then we also have the moral dilemma of later on dean does another bad thing and um when they are trying to save the father from the apartment building and they almost get their way out there's such a good plan it's like with their firemen and they've got the holy water and they're you know what i mean they're breaking their dad out and they even get her past a couple other demon switcheroos in the bodies and then this one guy just comes out of nowhere and starts wailing on sam like it's mma and no one's tapping out like just no, I just, what a way to put it. They sure do wail on a fucking <laughs> They pin him. No holds barred. <laughs> the big one down. And just like one fist after the other with the face and just like, like Sam like personally shit on his rug. Like that's exactly how that guy acted like. <laughs> and... And, uh, yeah, Dean comes out of nowhere and, you know, there's all this like controversy about the bullets in the Colt gun, and there's only a limited amount, and he just goes, bop, just takes him out. In the temple, doesn't even try the knee. Here's my question. If you were to shoot a demon with the 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 bullet that kills anything, but you shoot the body in the knee, would the body live and just have a really bad knee injury? Or, like, would the demon... You get what I'm saying here? Why didn't he shoot him in the leg? Yeah. Huh. A valid point. I wish I had a counter-argument or the information... But yet here I am stunned. It was like my biggest thing where I was like, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, because then, of course, Dean is like, I would be willing to do anything to protect my father and and my, I almost said my son, 
sort of, my brother. <laughs> um, but, why, why would you say something so, so controversial? It's so and true. Yet so brave. <laughs> but I just kind of was like, why did you feel the need to shoot him in the temple? Why was that the the one option? And by the way, Sam is a big dude. Do you mean to tell me that, like, getting pinned by this guy who was, like, maybe 5'2", like, compared to Moose, was, like, getting wailed on? (laughs) (laughs) But Tim's had demons. (laughs) Wrong enough. And so now uh, we got our first um, kill of the... Of the season, like real kill. I guess if you could count Meg as well, but that wasn't really intentional. I would say that was like the first kill from either one of the guys of the entire series is when Dean just out of nowhere just shoots some rando in the temple. And I even thought this guy was going to be like a big baddie. Nope, he's just some rando, like awesome actor who just got to have like a really cool part. But it also, it's a good introduction into, you know, demons is that even the small ones that are superfluous and silly are strong but i just i realize as we're going through all of this that we haven't talked at all about nightmare which is the episode where sam's visions start to come to fruition yes and we start to meet other um children if you will that uh have these these special gifts given to them by you know a mystery person at this point. <laughs> it's a mystery to Eric Kripke, too. <laughs> That's, you're probably correct. <laughs> well, I mean, I just, I think it's one, a great, great moment um, when uh, Sam and Dean are in this house with this kid who is obviously a little unstable. Um, and there's just that moment where Sam is trapped in the house yeah. With the kid. Yeah. And the, and the knife is just in the air and there's yet again another gunshot and you're like, oh, Lord, we've lost a brother. <laughs> there is a brother gone. And we're like, no, this kid handled things his own way as we've learned. But we get to see like the boys trying so hard with something they don't understand to just go, listen, just be chill everything's going to be okay. Like we're in this together. And Sam sitting there going like, I, you and I have something in common. Like we need to talk this out. And the kid shoots himself. And Sam kind of sees like someone like him that has cracked under the pressure of whatever this gift that has been given is. Well, and, and also the, the moment that really stuck with me just cause, uh, uh, was, um, when uh, the mother, when the kid has the knife to his mom's eye. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, this is bad. This is real bad. (laughs) It was gruesome, dude. And I will say this. The second half of this first season, I think you'll agree with me on this, uh, much stronger than the first half, honestly. Like, I, I felt like there were a lot more... Because we're starting to get we're starting to get to know the guys a little bit more. We're getting to know where their role is in all this. We're seeing their personality, but also we are just seeing some more interesting monsters than just your average Bloody Marys. That being said, vampires get introduced. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And boy, howdy, have you seen this episode recently? Uh, yeah, I sure have. <laughs> I sure have. I mean, it's probably been a year, but that's recently for me. Yeah. With um, <laughs> in Dead Man's Blood, they show this one, this one vampire. And th- let me just say, the actress is very beautiful, but... She has the most classic 2000s, like, from a fashion perspective. Like, absolutely, you have no question that this is an older episode you are seeing because her eyebrows are, like, plucked super thin. She's got the lip gloss on. She's got the low riders that Britney Spears is still clinging on to to this day. Let her have it. With the boot cut. And and they've got those belts. Do you remember those belts that have the... um, the the holes in them they're so popular oh. when we were in high school dude boy do i uh, and, and we're seeing these vampires like make out and i felt so uncomfortable because i felt like i was just watching some teen party get out of hand <laughs> i was so uncomfortable watching it i was like this is just this is just cringy this is just bad <laughs> this, this this is this is the same episode right where it's like the guy with the really low slung jeans and like the leather jacket yeah, and yeah. then the girl who's in like the jean skirt and the cowboy hat yes yes <laughs> they look like <laughs> it's so bad it's so bad and they're all like the vampires are like i guess because they wanted a modern take they're all like chilling in like um hammocks <laughs> that's their nest is like these hammocks in a barn <laughs> yeah a nest, yeah and uh they somehow have gotten a hold of the uh the this this um I keep wanting to call it like a deuce machina it's a <laughs> of the cult gun that can kill anything and they have it and then that yeah, yeah and that's the one where they're going after to get it um it's just interesting that how much vampires would get d- differently portrayed in different shows. You know what I mean? Like People gave Supernatural a lot of flack for the teeth they chose for their vampires. Yes! Um, because, you know, every everyone has to do their own thing, I guess. But I argue to this day that the vampire teeth in Supernatural are still better than those goofy little yuck teeth in True Blood. But that's just all I'm saying. <laughs> Goofy little yuck team. Well, I tell you, it's it's a lot freakier for sure. Like, I don't think that's the point in True Blood. To be honest, you're supposed to be kind of attracted to them. I don't know if you're supposed to be like, but they look more. Um, uh, I don't know what these teeth look like. Like, what kind of animal would have teeth like that? But they're more like predator looking. They make they, more they look sense. Very like, I'm here to eat flesh, as opposed to. I'm here to puncture like a piercing needle. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to kind of be into it. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Now, this just looks horrible. And I <laughs> love that. As some, like, because you, I don't, no listener will know I'm about to say, but you've seen my goblin teeth that I use. Yeah. They're gross <laughs> and they're horrifying. And people right. go, oh, yeah. what's wrong with your mouth? Right. Yeah, exactly. It's quintessential horror. Yeah. That's that's exactly how I feel too. Is like if you're gonna do if you're gonna do a horror, you know what I mean. Do it right. If you're gonna make them scary, make them look scary. You know, jagged teeth <laughs> and low riding jeans. 
<laughs> I tell you, I was scared of that. When I saw, I was having flashbacks and I was like, oh God. Like the the, the low rider like jeans were like going over top of her boots and everything and they were just poking out. Like the boots were just poking out so you could just see the tops. And I was like, boy, this is just giving me all sorts of flashbacks. And her hair was like straightened, super, super straight. And it's just so funny how like just a little... Oh, because this is 2006. Oh, my gosh. This was 14 years ago. How much styles can change over those years? The the Sam Winchester hair documentary uh, <laughs> also shows you the, the very different interests throughout the years. Dean's hair just really just gets lighter. Yeah. Or maybe it's darker. It changes in color. But Sam's hair really shows you what, you know, some women, like myself... We're into during this. Uh, oh, the emo swoop. Through the, yeah, the emo swoop, the, the long hair. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, uh, you know, and also I was getting a sense while watching this is like how much still um, they're 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 young in this. Like, you know, Sam is supposed to be in college, so we can assume that he's like early 20s. I think that they actually explicitly say that Dean is 26 in this so um yeah i know so crazy (laughs) um was there another episode that you wanted to to comment on before we we talk about the overall score i I feel like we just we kind of skipped over azazel and the absolute monster that he was like it's been a long time but the yellow-eyed demon was our original like other words but he was originally like huh. and the actor who plays him plays him so smarmy and slimy that i was like this man his voice and everything about him i fear and i don't like how cocky he is either so what's interesting right now is that um we haven't seen him yet or given him a name yet actually in the first it's just been jeffrey dean morgan and the yellow eyes that appear through it like, um, you don't know it's Azazel yet. No, they they have no idea that it has a name. They just call him the Yellow Eyed Demon. Oh God, yeah. He's still just God. That goes on for a long time. It's crazy how little, like the like, little you are left off with knowing when this when this season ends. All we know is that the Yellow Eyed Demon has gotten away. Sam chose not to shoot his dad. His dad is all salty about it, and then they get hit by a car. <laughs> He is, but he's, but, but he's, he is not, but it's Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He's not that skin yet? No, he's still just uh, the dad right now. But I will say this Jeffrey oh, Dean yeah, Morgan. John. Right, exactly. Yeah. He's, when, when he's, when Jeffrey Dean Morgan pretends to be this demon, like, and, and takes on your, it's kind of yep. amazing how great of an actor he is. Like, I really, I don't think I'm making any hot take here when I say that, like, genuinely, this guy is amazing. The way that he lilts his voice and changes things a little bit, it, it really does, it, you know, even if I didn't see the contacts, um, which are so cool, by the way, uh, like, I, I think that I would immediately know. Just kind of like how Dean figures out that, like, it's not his dad. So. Oh, yeah, I am both Bobo and the fool for bringing up Azazel too soon. Too soon! 
<laughs> what a spoiler! <laughs> oh, no. Now, that's a... <laughs> isn't this the area of time where doesn't Sam shoot his dad in the leg here? No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't shoot him in the leg. No. He totally shoots. That's why they're going to the hospital. He shoots. Oh, him right. In the leg. He does. He does. He does shoot. I'm sorry. He does shoot him in the leg. Yep. Aha. Aha. Yes. I am no longer Bobo and the fool. <laughs> so he tries. Which actually goes with my leg theory. Maybe that's because they yeah, had people true. like me thinking, like, why the hell didn't you shoot him in the leg? That's also the difference between wow. Sam and Dean that I like is that Dean is like, I'm going to just shoot him in the head, no questions asked. And Sam's like, uh, maybe I'll be a little smarter about this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe we'll just stomp his kneecaps backwards one <laughs> Ooh, oh oh i got a visualization of that that was rough <laughs> just picture kermit the frog doing it and everything's fine oh my god oh and by the way so we could be wrong about the carry on the wayward son i just saw this on the supernatural wiki it says this is the only season not to use carry on wayward son in its finale instead the song was used in the penultimate episode fight the good fight used in the finale um and it played in oh i could be wrong though because it says it played in salvation and i know it didn't play in salvation so ah. and this is the only season to use the 22 years ago intro Cause can you imagine if every season was like 22 years ago, <laughs> a woman caught on fire in a ceiling? <laughs> and you're gonna care, trust us. This season, there's no. <laughs> and you're gonna care, trust us. <laughs> this season, but there's really, honestly, the reason that this season is like. No wonder people got hooked as you start off with a woman on the ceiling and fire and you end with a car crash. There was like that's a it's strong a roller coaster from start to finish. It's <laughs> a strong beginning and a strong end. Overall score, I'd give it five Chevy Impalas. Honestly, there's a reason that this show hooked a lot of people from the get go. I'm setting it I'm setting it for Chevy Impalas because I know it gets better. And I need to give it that room to grow. And speaking of which, before I know we've talked a lot, I need to I need to like reiterate this because our mutual friend Jess brought up something and I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to talk about that when we talk. She didn't really care for Space Force. That's fine. But I want to say that there is a different era of television now than what it was even just 15 years ago. Like. And I would say that the creator, like Greg Daniels and Steve Carell, are part of that era where it was more so about baking things a little bit longer, making things like it just took longer to to understand. You had more time. You had 22 episodes to kind of feel around, you know, and get to know certain dynamics and because none of us had anything ultimately at our fingertips, we were just kind of like, I guess I'm not along for the ride, you know? And I feel like when I watch Supernatural, I definitely get the sense of that. Like, that sometimes they can just play around and be like, hey, you know what? Screw it. Like, we're just going to do a one-off episode where they're going to, you know, like, I, I don't know, <laughs> fight a portrait. <laughs> fight a family portrait. <laughs> I haven't seen Space Force, so I don't, I can't, I cannot give my opinions as to that. But I also, I did watch a lot of other television back in 2000 and uh, era, 
because that's what we had. Yeah. Children of the world understand. Um, but I know that I was not as invested in any other show. But I know, like, Smallville was happening. Yeah. They were milking out long seasons and doing well with it. Um, but, like, I don't know what else is happening. But, like, Gilmore Girls before that. Yeah. Yeah, Gilmore Girls was big. Wow, it's really crazy to think about the shows that were big right around this era. Of like, yeah, uh, but this one just was so different, and it, I cared so much. Yeah, because, like I'm literally, I put up. So I just moved, and I put up on my wall. I put up my Sam and Dean's that have not been hung up since I lived uh, back in Maryland. Yeah, and they have like little quotes all around them, and some of this stuff you can't say on TV anymore, but. Like what? God, it was just a different time. Oh, God. The first I looked at was your bossy and short, which is um, nothing that you can't say now. <laughs> but, um, oh, no, this is going to ruin so many things. I can't say these Okay, now. all I'll right. I'll bring them up later. Yeah, no, I'll bring the wall with me next time, but I can't. I can't give these away yet. I can't do it. Okay, well... But until next time, we're diving into season two. We're taking our salt with us and we're ready. And as the moose says, bye.